I can't believe it. I can't believe it. There's a lot of children. Oh my god, they're so fun! Bad example! That's the sound from a video outside an ultra-Orthodox synagogue in Montreal on CTV News. It was January of this year. It was a Friday night, and bystanders watched in shock and also in anger as crowds of Hasidic Jews poured out of the building onto the streets and hurried away after a team of police officers raided the place because of reports they were violating the provincial COVID lockdown curfew. It was one of three such gatherings in Montreal's Hasidic neighborhoods that weekend, At a second one, the next morning, some Sabbath worshippers called the police Nazis. Several people got fined. The Hasidic community went to court to protest the curfew because it meant religious Jews couldn't pray after sundown, and they won. And then in March, there was more conflict because of large illegal gatherings that blew past the COVID limits. The community appealed those too. But this Wednesday, a steady stream of ultra-Orthodox Jews turned up at a COVID vaccine clinic set up by their own community in one of the synagogues on Park Avenue, right in the heart of Montreal's Hasidic Mile End neighborhood. To help me with the travel, I'm a Canadian citizen, unable to to go to New York, I need to be double vaccinated or wherever I want to travel. Visit my children, visit my in-laws, I don't have to quarantine. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Vaccine passports became mandatory across Quebec on Wednesday. They'll be required also in BC and Manitoba. And now Ontario has announced it'll be requiring them too if you want to go into certain places like gyms and casinos, theaters and restaurants, and many non essential stores. But in most of these provinces, places of worship will be exempt. And so are schools and grocery stores, doctor's offices, pharmacies and funerals and weddings. Although many synagogues and schools and workplaces have already set their own policies about people needing to be double vaccinated or having a negative COVID test to get in. Hasidic communities across Canada and around the world have received a lot of negative attention during this pandemic, especially early on, for ignoring COVID rules and for not getting vaccinated because of fears about fertility or other reasons. Even though we know many Hasidic Jews caught COVID and there were lots of deaths too. In Toronto, some kept their schools open despite government orders to shut down. But nowhere, though, was the conflict more public than in Montreal. Officially, the Council of Hasidic Communities in Quebec has been urging its members to get with the program and get vaccinated. And this summer, they decided to hold clinics right where most ultra-Orthodox people live, and they handed out pamphlets in Yiddish, and they set up helplines for people who don't use the internet or don't have smartphones. There were four clinics in June, and the latest was Wednesday, with just a little over a week to go before the Jewish New Year and the High Holidays. Coming up, we'll have a special report from Avi Feingold. He's a Montreal rabbi who you probably also know hosts the CJN's weekly current affairs podcast called Bonjour Chai. And he spent the afternoon down at the clinic location. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. The Abraham Global Peace Initiative has launched a petition to show support for Jewish students who are going back to campus this fall. 
The organization was founded recently by Canadian Jewish human rights activist Avi Ben Lolo. The group says it's expecting, quote, a storm of anti-Semitism after the spike in anti-Israel and anti-Zionist activity that happened on campuses in the spring during the hostilities between Israel and Hamas. The group wants Jewish students to understand their rights and they want parents to show their support. The petition says universities and colleges must be held accountable for providing a place to learn and to stop events that attack Jewish students or pro-Israel groups on campus. I'm Erwin Kotler here in Jerusalem, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. So that's what it sounded like Wednesday inside the Ateris Fega Synagogue in Montreal, where public health staff had set up their one-day vaccination clinic. Avi Feingold collected that sound for us, including this interview with organizer Sam Muller from the Quebec Council of Hasidic Jews. I think the same as any other community. There are always a certain portion, a small minority of people who are, who are anti-vaccine, uh, the same as any other community. Um, since beginning of when the vaccination uh, became available in March, uh, in, in partnership with public health, uh, we tried to address all these concerns people might have. And uh, we released a brochure uh, in March and then another one in May where we addressed the most common misconceptions or misinformation or concerns that people might have. We explained exactly the differences of mRNA and other vaccines so people uh, can feel more comfortable with it. We also explained uh, uh, at the time the side effects we knew at the time and uh, the data on the vaccines so people can have the proper information, even people who don't have access to Internet or uh, simply everyone should feel more comfortable. But I think in general, a majority of, the pop of uh, our community has been vaccinated. Uh, I would say it's the same range as any other community, most probably. Avi joins me now via Zoom from just outside the clinic to share what he saw. Okay, so you got to go in. Uh, we were uh, permitted by the uh, Quebec uh, Health Department to go in. Tell us what you saw. Describe what, what's going on in there. There are people, it's a steady stream of people walking in, getting vaccinated, waiting their 15 minutes and leaving. There's little kids um, accompanying their parents. Um, there are older people, younger people, um, but almost exclusively within the Hasidic community. Now, what are the differences in terms of um, the protocol because they are Orthodox Jews? Is there anything like women on one side, men on the other? Nope, absolutely who, not. Who? Everybody is recognizing that this is a health uh, right, uh, healthcare guidelines and you're just getting vaccinated by whoever's getting vaccinated. And, uh, you know, and that's it. Okay, so you had a chance to speak to Sam Muller, who uh, is on the Quebec Board of Hasids. Uh, Hasidic Community for Council of Quebec. Um, you know, what was the gist of that conversation? He just said that, you know, he was trying to make these clinics available to make it as open as possible for anybody um, to want it to remove as many barriers as possible. Um, and that this is the thing that the community is doing to be able to say, we want to get as many people as possible vaccinated. And if it takes some time having clinics exclusively for the Hasidic community, then he's going to go and do those as many as possible. So to borrow an inappropriate metaphor, bringing the mountain to Mohammed, as opposed to making sure. them go to a secular, non-religious place where they but, may not feel he, comfortable. Absolutely. But he was very emphatic about the fact that many, many custodians had no problem going to the regular clinic at the University of Montreal or at the hospitals um, for, you know, getting there, you know, already since Passover, he said that there were many, many people uh, getting vaccinated as soon as they were available and going to uh, get vaccinated in regular clinics. 
So what did he say about the fact that in the news and the public perception of the Hasidic community as being slow or even reluctant to follow the health rules uh, during COVID? Um, off the record, I've spoken to, you know, people in the past and they have told me that uh, they just think that, the, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, at the point when the vaccine uh, was out and everybody had been vaccinated and it wasn't fair that they had to, like, keep these rules and that they lost a lot of trust within the community. Of course, this isn't necessarily today, but this is in my conversations with members of the Hasidic community in general, but um, that they were starting to lose that trust. But he was uh, very clear to say, in his opinion, um, people are following the rules and, and not any more so. There's not nearly as much breakage as people say that there is breakage of the rules and that in reality, it's no different than any other community. All right. Interesting take from his point of view. Now, what did you hear when you interviewed the two patients? Describe them and and tell us what you're what they said. So we had some young men, uh, young man and young woman that were uh, willing to talk to us. Uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily willing to go on the record um, to talk to people within, uh, you know, to be on the air. Um, but a lot of people that are here finally are saying that they're uh, basically getting vaccinated for travel. Um, they're saying that, look, I either got sick already or I don't necessarily think that this is something that I need to be doing, but now I'm going to be extra, you know, protected. And um, I, I want to be able to travel for the holidays, to go to the U.S., and vaccinations is really the easiest way to do it. So that's why they're doing it at this point. So September 1st, we'll give them, they won't be able to go for the Jewish New Year, but they could go for Yom Kippur or for the Sukkot or for other later yeah, on. or beyond. People travel back and forth a lot, right, to, to New York, right, Montreal. In the city community, Montreal is almost a satellite. Uh, you know, a suburb of New York City. So they want to be able to travel back and forth with ease and the vaccine will allow them to do that. For a lot of people, that was uh, the case. Now, you said a lot of people already had it. You know, when you ask people in the community, um, whether it's Sam or other people, they said, a lot of my friends have had it. I have members of people that have passed away um, or members of people that I knew. And, and it's very sad, but, um, you know, they, there was this perception that the uh, immunity the, the immunity that you're given by getting sick is, um, you know, by, by having COVID is there and they need to be educated potentially also about the fact that they getting the vaccine is still a very good idea, even if you've had, you know, uh, the virus already and it's, you know, you've got sick and you've recovered. Sounds good. Avi, thanks so, so much for uh, taking the time to do this for us and wish you a happy new year. Always a pleasure. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Victoria Brand in Jerusalem. She's a former Toronto resident who now lives in the Jewish quarter of the Old City. She actually heard this week's podcast that we did about the Canadian War Museum exhibit, which Honest Reporting Canada says glorified Palestinian terrorists, and she wrote in wanting to know if I observed the Jewish Sabbath. And we'll close the episode with more of the vaccination clinic. Avi Feingold interviewed a fellow named Joseph. He was one of the patients who came in to get his first shot and asked him why he waited until now, even though Joseph had COVID himself, as did many of his friends. Well, I'm not going to get pricked for, for nothing. I had the virus and I know for sure from good, from facts, like facts of life, you see people, I know hundreds of people had it and nobody got even the new variants. Okay. I looked, saw a lot of uh, studies, a lot, a lot, a lot, like two studies that have even, even better immunity with the virus. So 
I just didn't, why should I get pricked for nothing? 